Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hey, and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles, and thanks for joining me today. So this week, it is just me, and we're going to do kind of a mini workshop. So part of my mission with Creating Pros is to have a mix, bring you experts and creative people in the field from a lot of different creative industries. And sometimes I'm just going to be just me bringing out some of the more requested pieces from some of the workshops I teach, uh, some of the talks I'm giving or things that are coming up you know, pretty frequently. So, and if there's something you want to know or hear about specifically, I want to hear about it. Um, you know, feel free to reach out and maybe that'll be one of those things that we do and talk about or somebody and grab and you can always reach me through uh, jamespnettles.com. Go to the website. Uh, this week, I thought we'd hit on something. Um, I just recently gave a, a pretty long talk in a workshop for a group to talk about, well, what's the difference between having a business or just having a hobby, and why does it matter? Uh, well, there's a lot of things that really matter. I mean, the number one person that this matters to is, well, you, because it's all about you, what you're intending to do. But there's one other group for whom this is really important, and that, of course, is going to be the IRS or your local tax authority. So why is this important? Um, well, first and foremost, again, it really does boil down to what are your intentions? Why are you doing something? A lot of the time, a creative business can transform from being a hobby into a full-blown business, even though what may not have been what you were intending when you first started. Um, or maybe you did come out and say, I want to do this and I want to do this to make my living or at least make part of my living from it. And one of the reasons that this comes up a lot of the time is that people are wanting to do one or the other, or maybe they're looking to take and transform that hobby into a business and they're not getting the results they're wanting to get. They're not making the success they want. They're not getting the productivity. A lot of things happen. And a lot of the time, the reason for this is people don't really understand the big difference between having a hobby and having a business and what a business really is. And we're going to talk about that today. So let's start by kind of defining what do we mean by these things? Well, a hobby is something you primarily do you know, because it's an interest. It's a passion. It's something you do for fun, for enjoyment, for creative expression, and it may also generate revenues for you. You may be making some money from it. You know, for example, uh, maybe you start a website because you want to sell camping gear, you want to sell pickleball equipment, you know, things like this to kind of support that habit for something you enjoy doing that may be getting costly, and, or maybe it's one of those things that you, you do have other businesses, and because you want to kind of help offset some of that, you start kind of a little thing on the side. But really, this is more about trying to help cover the cost of, of your habit. Um, you know, maybe it's one of those things where you are a writer, you're an artist, you're a musician. Um, once you start to make money, though, is when the IRS and, and generally taxing authorities start to get kind of interested. And you should definitely have a passion for something. If you're looking to say, it's more than just a hobby. It's something where you do want to make part of your living. It's really critical to have a passion for it. Just because something has an ability to make money for you doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good fit of a business for you. 
So if you do want to start a business in a given space, if you do want to be an entrepreneur, you do want to have passion for it. You do want to love what you're doing because it is still going to be a lot of work and potentially even a lot of investment of time and resources and money. So if your intention is to make money, if your intention is primarily to make a living at this, then you have a business. You are an entrepreneur. Um, so again, it really is a largely a matter of intention. And for the IRS, it's going to be a lot of the same things as well. But when you're first starting out or depending on where you're at, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's no judgment about it. Nothing else along those lines other than what's happening with the activity. And it becomes really important because if you're wanting to make your living from it, you do have to have a very particular approach to it. You have to have a very specific mindset about it. One of the things that I have written about frequently is having the mindset of being the CEO, being the boss, being the owner, and understanding what is different between that and just having a job. And this is something we're going to talk a bit about in a future and upcoming show. Um, so what does it mean to own a business? What does it mean to have a business? What really is a business? Well, this is something else we're going to spend a lot of time talking about in future shows. But fundamentally, a business is just a big black box. It's a machine. Uh, it's a machine you take and you pour a bunch of time, effort, resources, and money into. And hopefully what comes out of the bottom of it is more money than what you put in at the top. And it's enough to be worthwhile for going through the effort. And critical to all of this, that is one of the big factors to keep in mind is the idea of why. Why am I pursuing this? Why am I pursuing the hobby? Why am I pursuing the business? It's got to be your mission. And it really is important to know why you're doing it. If you're, especially if you're doing it as a creative business, because a lot of the time, if you don't take the right attitude towards the work, you can become in conflict about the difference between the creativity and the work itself. Now, a lot of the time, businesses start out as a hobby. Um, and a lot of the time, startups will look like hobbies initially. You know, you may be spending a lot of time uh, where you're going through, you're trying to learn what you're doing. You're trying to learn more about how it works. Maybe you're building out specific skills, specific knowledge, specific interests. You're investing time in equipment. You know, you're buying laptops, software. Maybe you're buying, um, you know, balls and equipment for, for a sport. Um, but as you go and spend a lot more time on this, maybe you're also now getting into things like inventory. You're paying for services. Uh, amongst everything else I do, I am an author. I am a writer. Maybe what you're doing is you're looking at having to pay for your cover art. You're paying for your editors. You're doing things around marketing. You're doing a lot of things that are in the business. You're maybe attending events and conventions where you're going to go sell books. Maybe you're an artist and you're having to buy art supplies, computers, software. You Maybe you're having to deal with social media ads. No matter what it is, if you're going to run something as a business, you're going to have a pretty significant investment in it before it's going to start making a return for you. And this is why a lot of the time we see people start out as a hobby to decide, is this something that is a good fit for them? Is something they want to do? And is something that they can do? Because just because it sounds good, looks good, 
doesn't always mean you can make that shift. So what is in this magical black box that makes something a business? And you're going to find a lot of the same components, whether it's a hobby or not, but it really is important to understand all of the components and what makes up having and owning a business. And it is the exact same thing. All five pieces are the exact same thing, whether you are a writer sitting in your basement trying to crank out books, whether you are a small group of people in an office somewhere trying to make something happen, or you're running a small retail place, or you're a Fortune 50 company, you know, employing tens of thousands of people. It doesn't really matter. The big difference between them is a matter of scale and the resources that it takes to make it work. Every business has the exact same components. And we will talk about all of these different pieces a lot, a lot more in depth. I go into these in a lot of the workshops I teach uh, in books and articles and things I write, like the Business Essentials for Writers series. So let's talk about the five pieces that make up any and every business. The first piece is people. That may seem a little odd, but I mean, again, everybody and everything critical to every business revolves around people in some way, shape, or form, even in what if, if what you're doing is business to business transactions. You know, it could be partners, it could be, you know, co-writers, it could be your editors, the people you work with. Uh, maybe it is bookstore owners, it's shopkeepers, it's people that own galleries that you're going into. Uh, maybe it's the people that own venues that you're going into to do a show, play a concert, something like this. Uh, it also turns around to be people like publishers. Uh, maybe it's record houses. Um, it can be a lot of things like social media groups. Everything fundamentally boils down to the people. And of course, the most important people you're going to deal with are the ones that are your customers the people that support you, the people that support you on social media, the people that help to spread the word about what you're doing, why, and helping you to find additional new customers. And then, of course, last but not least, the most important person in your business is you. Without you, you don't have that business. That specific business doesn't exist. If you are a solopreneur, you're a single person who, or even maybe a small group, running something, if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't have that specific idea, that specific vision, that specific way of going about and building what you're doing. Now, the second thing that we see that is critical to every business, and often this is where people let things slip, uh, this is the foundation of your company. Um, and if you're listening or watching this, you're part of that foundation. Your foundation is your brand. It's the relationships you bring into the business. It's your why. It's the reason you're doing the work. Um, and as a creative business, it's also about making sure you're doing good work, creating good, solid products. It is all of those anchors. But the other part of it is there's a lot of tangential pieces because the foundation is how you make all of the other pieces work together. This is how you give a place for the people to interact. This is how you go and you make sure you can manage everything that's happened. Now, the third part of this is marketing and sales. And yes, I, I put them in that order very specifically. Marketing, especially ethical marketing, 
is the process of telling people about who you are and what you do and why. Uh, as a writer, as an artist, as a creator, all of us are storytellers. So marketing is one of those things that really should be a natural part of the process for us because we're doing the thing we do most, which is to tell the story. But in this case, often it's a hard thing for us because we're telling our story. And that means being very personal about it. That means going in and saying, I do these things. I write these stories because X. Then sales becomes a natural part of that process. Sales literally means you're taking the person that knows something about who you are and what you do, and you're leading them to a buying decision. Not necessarily they're going to buy from you or not necessarily right now, because no is a potentially appropriate decision for some people. We all have decided yes or no on buying certain things. But if you've done the marketing well, then those people know who you are. You get to bring them deeper into your, into your ecosystem, which is something we'll talk about a lot in future shows. But again, you want to get people to the point where they know and they can make an educated decision about is what you do right for them. Now we kind of get into the stuff that people sort of put aside and forget. And this is technology and operations. Uh, in most companies, these are the, the areas that a lot of the time aren't necessarily um, given a lot of love to, um, but they're really critical to the business because they're the things that keep the engine running. You know, do you have the right computers and software? Uh, do you understand contracts, legal agreements? Do you have a good understanding of the concept of intellectual property? This is one of those things I talk about a lot is because pretty much as creators, all of us have businesses that are driven by intellectual property, whether you're writing books, creating music, creating games. Maybe you're building new tools or tool sets for somebody on a farm. Maybe it's just as simple as taking a picture. Well, a lot of these things all are creating something that is brand new. You're bringing an idea into the world in a new way. And what becomes really important here is understanding that we also all work with other people's intellectual property all the time. For example, let's say you're a cover artist and you go out there and you sample an image to work into a cover, or maybe it's from marketing material, something like this. Well, when you do that, you're taking someone else's intellectual property. You have to make sure you've licensed it appropriately. You're using it within the, the abilities of whatever use you, you're taking it down for. So there's a lot of things there around intellectual property, which is one of those things that I do talk about a tremendous amount. And last but not least is the one piece that we all want to talk about, but is often a difficult concept. And this is finance and accounting. It's all about the money. One of the things is this. If you don't understand the money, you don't understand your business because money is the language of business. How money comes in, where it goes while it's inside of your business and how you spend it is all about how making how you make your business work. Money in a business works very differently from money in a household. So if you're used to having a job and you work a job and you get paid for those hours, um, the money comes in, you spend it on expenses and whatever's left over you can spend. Money in a business is very different because again, it's a tool that tells you how healthy your business is. 
It's a thing that gives you more options about how you work with what you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, and in upcoming shows, we are going to talk a lot about money because money is really critical. And it's one of those things a lot of people don't necessarily like to go into and talk about, but it really is important. So how you put these five pieces together really defines your business or your hobby. And how you approach all of them is really critical. And we're kind of coming up on that the end of year. And a lot of people are starting to think about what they've done within their business this year. They're starting to plan for what do they need to do next year? How am I going to invest money? Do I need to run ads for Christmas sales? Um, there's a lot of those things that are happening right now. And all of these things have an influence on whether or not you're running a hobby or a business. And so as we're talking about this and you're looking at this and you're trying to, to take that next level of intention, I wanted to kind of run through how the IRS looks at it because these are questions you need to be able to ask yourself because these all really are about your intention and what you're doing. So if you're talking about owning and running a business, the IRS makes the distinction between a hobby and a business with nine questions. And one of the reasons it becomes really important is because if you own a, if you have a hobby, it will affect what you can and can't deduct and how much versus with a business, you may have more latitude. Uh, one of the things that we will spend some time on in the future is going to be talking about how to structure a business, when to make certain kinds of changes, certain kinds of decisions. Uh, one thing I will add is this. I wouldn't take any of this as being specific financial advice or legal advice. Everybody's situation is very different. And if you look at the IRS, they do treat all of these questions on an individual basis. And again, a lot of this comes back down to your intention and how you act on it. So the first question that they're always going to ask is, do you actually carry out activity in what is considered a business-like manner? And do you maintain solid accounting and books? This goes back to uh, your intention, your why. And also, are you keeping track of what's happening in a legal and accurate manner? Now, the next thing is this, is the question of, are you putting in the time and the effort and the work to show that you intend to make a profit? Just because you are not making a profit today doesn't mean that you won't in the future. And again, frequently, as we're creating intellectual property, we're creating new ideas, we're creating new ways of executing them. Um, for example, I'll go back to being an author. As an author, you may not make money for a long while until you have created enough of a back catalog and are being productive on a regular enough basis for readers to find you and have enough to really make money from. So being an author in many of these creative activities it can take a long time to build up enough to actually then become profitable. Uh, third question that comes up is, do you depend on some or all of this income for your livelihood? Because if this is how you're making your living, this that weighs very heavily towards, is it a business or not? If you're using this to help pay part of your life and living expenses, then it probably is much more lean or leans more, much more towards a business. Next question that comes up is you have personal motives for carrying out the activity such as general enjoyment or relaxation. So this is one of those things that leans towards the question of, is this a hobby? 
are you doing this primarily because it's something you enjoy more so than something that you're looking to build revenues from? Now, again, going back to that idea, if you're going into business to do something, you'd better enjoy what you're doing. You'd better love and have a passion for it. But at the same time, it can't that passion for it can't be the primary reason you're in it. From an IRS standpoint, they want to make sure that your intention is to make money from it and to run it as a business. Another thing that they look at that helps to make this determination is, do you as a taxpayer have enough income from other sources to fund what you're doing? Well, where this question comes in is generally the question of, uh, are you trying to make money to kind of, again, going back to the original intention, are you trying to make money to offset the expenses or are you trying to make money from this again as a part or the entirety of your livelihood? Um, a next question comes up is about losses. When you, it costs you more to do the business than it takes uh, that you're generating from revenue. Is this due to circumstances beyond your control? Um, are you in the startup phases? Is this kind of normal? Is it kind of cyclical? Is this one of those things that's just sort of normally and we see this? Uh, you know, for example, if I'm in a startup phase, again, you may be three or four or five books in before you start being able to generate enough money to be in the positive revenue side of things. Maybe you're a real estate agent where in a downturn, all of a sudden your main livelihood has gone off a cliff, but you're in a cycle. You're, you're not making money. Uh, so there's a lot of questions that about why are you are not making money and how much. Um one of the next things that comes up, and this goes back to that tech and ops side of things, is are you actively working on ways to change your operations to improve your profitability? Are you doing things to increase marketing? Are you doing things that cut expenses that don't necessarily make sense or make sense at this time? Uh, another question that comes up is the one of you as the taxpayer, do you and your financial advisors have the knowledge and the ability to carry out the activity as a successful business. This is one of those things that I work with a lot of people on. Generally, I start working with creative companies, um, sometimes as early as the startup phase, but uh, you know, often it's about when they've hit a certain level of revenues and now they're trying to figure out how do they go to the next stage of growth. Um, sometimes it is they've grown too fast or they've hit a road bump. They're not being profitable even though they're making money. Um, so the, you know, often one of those things that happens is when you start making money, you need to have people with expertise come in to help provide you guidance so that you stay on the right track or you find additional ways of improving the business. And one of the things that then feeds into that is, have you been successful in prior years to make a profit doing similar things? Um, so maybe you started a new company doing something similar, but you've proven the fact that you know what you're doing and you've done stuff in the past. You're just doing something new. Or maybe it's one of those things where the market has crashed and people aren't, you know, people aren't buying what you were doing before. So are you now, but you've proven you've got the ability to make a living or make a positive cash flow, make positive revenues and make money on what you're doing as a business. Um, one of the things that comes up is you want to make sure and understand in some years, are you actually at least making a profit? Because again, especially in the earlier years of most businesses, 
it's hard for them to make much of a profit or make any at all. Most businesses don't make any money for the first few years. Sometimes they don't make money for many years in this process. And one of the questions that then comes up is, once you become profitable, how profitable is it? Uh, you know, so are you able to make a living from the business as you go along? Um, and last but not least, if you're not yet making a profit, can you expect to make a future profit from the appreciation of the assets resulting from the activity? Let me give you a couple of good examples from this. Uh, as an author, and this goes back to that idea of creative businesses or intellectual property businesses, maybe you spend years writing and building out a book series. You know, you may spend years writing and doing it, but it doesn't become profitable. But at some point in time, you know, when you hit a certain level, it probably will. Or maybe you're working on a piece of software that it takes several years to go and build. For example, uh, I was working with talking to somebody doing some game development. Um, you know, they're looking at balancing the investment in the business and knowing it's going to take a couple of years to get there to the point where all the assets are built. Um, but there's a reasonable expectation because they've run other like businesses in the past that they know what it'll take to build it and that when it's released, it should be profitable. So these questions all kind of revolve around the very similar ideas, but it really boils down to what is your intention as you approach the business and are the activities you're pursuing reflective of those intentions? You know, if you've got something that is just an interest, and, but it's it's a hobby, then treat it as a hobby. If something, though, is how you want to make a living, it's how you want to go through, it's really critical to make sure that you do treat it as a business and a business operation so that you are respecting the business, you have the intentions to grow it, to build it, and to do the things that you need to do. Now, I know we've kind of covered a whole lot here today, and a lot of this probably sounds kind of complex, and it can be. Um, but I wanted to kind of go through this because these are questions that come up a lot of the time. And usually when we start with a client or when I start with different talks, different groups, different workshops, knowing what people want to get out of it is really important. And again, there's no right or wrong answer here because this is all about you, your goals, your motivations what you want to get to come out of the work that you're doing. I hope you got a better understanding, kind of the idea of, am I pursuing a hobby or am I really pursuing a business? You know, kind of why that's important. Um, you know, again, I firmly believe that everybody needs to pursue their creative passions, you know, whether it is for release, whether it's building your creativity, whether it is the thing that then inspires you to go do more in other things. But I also am a believer that if you want to, you can take those creative outlets and find other people that will appreciate it and ultimately compensate you for that appreciation. It takes time to build knowledge and skills to give products and creativity to the world. And I do believe for those people that want to do it, you are entitled to actually be paid for the quality of that work. Uh, one of the things I will probably talk about a fair amount in, in future episodes is going to be that mindset of the creator and how we now face and work with our consumers, our customers, the people that appreciate our work and how that works. But um, if you're going to run 
what you're doing as a business and you want to build your livelihood around it, you do have to have a very specific mindset to be successful. You have to have a very specific approach to be successful. You need to have a plan. You need to have the ability to understand what's working and what's not and to be able to pivot. I want to see everyone be successful out there. And these are the kinds of critical things that will make the big difference. You know, becoming an entrepreneur and have no doubt if you are wanting to make money from your creative endeavors, you are still an entrepreneur, very much one. And most entrepreneurs are truly very creative people. It's part of the mindset. It's part of the approach. And it's part of how we look at the world and think about the world. Um, being an entrepreneur is as much a lifestyle as anything, because if you just got a job, you get to go home, you get to be done. If you're an entrepreneur and you're driven to create and you want to make a living from those creations, it is very much a lifestyle, a way of living and a way of being. Uh, so in future shows, we will talk about a lot of these other things and dive to them uh, much deeper. But next week, we're going to have a really fun show. Um, I recorded a show this week with Oriana Leckert from Kickstarter. She is the director of books and comics. And we had a great talk about how you create and run a successful Kickstarter campaign uh, for anybody that's out there that is interested in using that to help try to kick off and fund projects. It is a great workshop in terms of how to do it. Uh, so do hang around and look for that and have a great week. Thanks so much for listening and, you know, kick us reviews. Feedback is really helpful. And again, if you've got things that you want to hear or want to know more about, please reach out because we do want to kind of make sure that we're giving you what you want and what you need. And I'm always looking for these things myself because if people want to know more about it, these are the things I like to write about and teach. So this has been Jim and you guys have a good week.